0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Coming to you live from New York City. <laughs> um, what a great week it's going! It's 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 Hump Day, as they call it, uh, and and uh, week's going well. Uh, posts are doing well. People are sharing. Uh, we're we're averaging a daily average of um, I'm sorry, a weekly average of over ten million in reach per week, which is amazing. Yeah, every single time I told you guys, this becomes my therapy sometimes stuff. <laughs> every single time I see those type type of numbers, I'm just, I'm brought back to every single time I was a kid through teenage years, mm-hmm. if I was told to shut up. Wow. Like It's just, it's incredible. Like, and we, we talk about these things and the things you don't know make a difference and even when we talk about um uh love language and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it's all these little um these little damage points you know like the, maybe we call them scars it's so interesting because when, when when I do get amazing letters from people uh talking about uh celebrating um scars and that kind of stuff and how i don't shy away from it i don't shy away from the good the bad or the ugly um, and how I embrace the scars and the scars are powerful and, and the scars are helpful and that kind of stuff. The reason I do that is because there's a strong argument that that is what makes you, you. And when, so I, when I give these analogies of, of um, like the, uh, the Grand Canyon and how people go all over the world, they come and, and take a look at the Grand Canyon. And what it really is is a scar, a scar of the earth where it fought water and lost. And uh, it's so beautiful, and people travel the world to see it, and they're really just looking at scars. What gives that desert landscape uh, exponentially more interesting appeal and character is that it fought and lost. And so uh, for me, it becomes that. And the reason I'm getting long-winded about this is because I do think about this sometimes. I do think about when when people ask love language, and, and I'll get asked that a lot. I get that question a lot. And of course, referencing uh, I think it's Gary Chapman's book. The when we used to do a uh, internet radio show before they were called podcasts. Uh, I had Gary Chapman on a few times. Great conversations mm-hmm. with that dude. Um, and uh, we talked about his book, The Five Love Languages, and he's expanded on it a lot since. Um, and he goes in every direction, uh, definitely in a theological direction. But the the book is can be consumed from mainstream non-religious people as well. And um, when you think about that, you start thinking about love language, about what yours might be. And then, of course, you start thinking why, individually, why yours might be. I'm always a fan of not wondering why someone else's might be, but you know, not what it is, but why it might be that. Um, but as for your own, I'm, I'm all into deep personal analysis. And, uh, and you start thinking like, wow, maybe that's my love language because X, Y, Z, or maybe that's, you know, those type Mm -hmm. of things and, and, and seeing the reaction I have uh, internally, the reaction I have, the, the, the limbic system reaction I have when I see that every single week on just one platform, this is just Facebook. I'm talking about every single week on just one platform over 10 million people are reading something that i have written to help inspire educate entertain uh humor whatever it may be um something from me and there's a there's a there's a a feeling that beco- that comes before it's a conscious thought of oh that's awesome there's a feeling that comes that that definitely stuff must come from Maybe those moments, like I said, those flashbacks I get of to shut up and mm-hmm. you know, what will you be or who wants to hear you kind of things or you're dumb, kind of like those shitty things that broken people say yeah. to, to people they wish to break.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you can't help but think that there's a strong argument that a lot of us create our lives. You know, I, I say, you know, technically humans only like two things, serotonin and dopamine. Yeah. And that's the truth. And your life really is arranged around your relationship with those things, how you get them and, and how much of it you get. Your life is really arranged that way. Um, but I think the strong argument is how you get them and what gives it to you is strongly um, given to you at those times, at those pivotal moments. And it and it's, comes from those those cracks, those leaks, those scars, those stab wounds, those imprints, those imprints of life and time that go into They're like imprinted into your like genetic code. We all have those moments in our lives where like, I can tell the difference between a memory and this thing I'm remembering. Like (laughs) there's a difference. I can't explain it to you. There's not enough words in the English language, but it's like one's in my brain and the other is a genetic imprint in my DNA. (laughs) One thing I'm remembering with my brain, the other thing is stamped, Mm -hmm. tattooed into my DNA. And, uh, and I can't help but wonder sometimes if this whole thing uh is just a a an evolution an in an in one life evolution of of those scars of your youth
2: wow, that's really powerful it's deep everyone's deep, like yeah. dude, it's ten
0: o'clock we're just having <laughs> coffee and you're talking about genetic imprint of scars and abuse like holy shit
2: that's real that's for real though that's that like, is real I think about like... that
0: all the time. I think about why mm-hmm. my love language is what it is and why is those things are so important to me and why it is so important for me to to live the life I live I do think about that and it's very rarely some sort of altruistic like oh because I'm a child of the light and I have this calling to it's never that anyone that tells you that you know what I say run for your fucking life yeah. but I think about it and I'm like dude it's all just doesn't come out of something good. And I write, I think it's in the very first book when I'm really raw with it. The first book is filled with a lot of theology, God, and fear because mm-hmm. I'm so young. Um, but very raw. It's a very honest book. And um uh, less poetic. Like it has poetry in it for mm-hmm. sure, because I think that's just the way I write and speak. Um I'm often told I've been told for my whole life, you, you write, you speak you speak in quotes. Yeah, you like do. <laughs> I speak in in what what has in the past decade or so become known as sound bites. Yeah, but I speak in sound bites. Many times I'm on the phone, with someone like, dude, you, that should be a quote. I'm like, that probably is a quote somewhere, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's um I speak in sound bites, and so that's just the way it is. Maybe it's my upbringing. I've told you about reading quote books my whole life, and mm-hmm. you know philosophers who write they're not long winded. The philosophers I love are not long winded philosophers. And so, um, it could be just that, it's just the way I think, but in that blue book, I talk about the greatest messages come out of the greatest messes. And that is a, a very, um, raw view on, on the idea that, that poop makes great fertilizer, mm, Yeah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and not only on your farm, but in your life as well. And so, um, uh, so yeah it's really cool to see those numbers and to see uh, how many people around the world and in how many countries it's um facebook and shout out to facebook for all the insights and statistics they send and then they send a list of countries it's like it's so crazy to me it's so crazy how many and it's not like 20 people listen here it's like 346,000 people in you know thailand read this and i'm like what oh. like that's that's uh, again uh, it's an incredible feeling so thank you to everyone who shares uh, in our in our uh, little group <laughs> and to everyone who shares in our three quarters of a million group
2: yeah <laughs> we got some really good feedback from the last show actually we put it up as a podcast and wow that was the feedback great crazy interesting <laughs> there were some jabs from people who you know that's their stuff but
0: this was uh, about the pornography and yeah. relationships and that kind of stuff yeah it's interesting listen there's you know people have some bad experiences mm-hmm. you know what i mean some people have some bad experiences with with um their sexuality uh some people have been victims of their sexuality There's some people are victims um, of a sexuality they don't know they possess Mm -hmm. because they're so young, you know? And so, uh, and they only possess it to the creeper, you know? And so it's a, it's a touchy subject and I, and I'm proud of how we approached it. Yeah. I'm proud of, and we do get, we do get hits, but it's not personal hits. Mm -hmm. They are like, well, there's also this and that kind of stuff. And you're right. There is. And you can't, I can't in an hour Facebook video cover the extent of, the pros and cons of human sexuality, right. but, uh, and human behavior and, and all the, the bumps and bruises that come with that. But I do think it's, it's a, a great conversation starter. And, and again, it's, um, there, there, I'm sure there were some testy conversations happening in in households around the world with it. Um, but I know you see them and I see them, how many amazing messages. Yeah uh talked about it being a breakthrough, a breakthrough for their family, for their relationships, a breakthrough for their own lives. How many people reach out to me and we're like, oh, what it's, is it really that like that? Yeah, it's really like that. And them like liberating themselves for thinking something is so much deeper than what it <laughs> needs to be. Um, and again, when I when I minimize it and some people get mad when I minimize it, when I when I just say, you know, primates doing primate things, mm-hmm. they get so mad. But really, we add so much more to it. It's it's it is. Life is simple. It's just not easy. I understand that. I'm in it. I just told you I spent the first ten minutes talking about how my psychological abuse scars are probably <laughs> what make me me. I I'm in it. Yeah. I'm just saying that um that it is simple. It's it's kind of like the example I always give. You want to be healthier. You want to lose weight. You want to be healthier, feel better diet and exercise it really is that simple it really is that simple but we all know it's just not that easy Mm -hmm. there's a difference it's simple but it's not easy (laughs) and so when we're talking about pornography and relationships what we're really talking about again is communication which is simple hey you feel something say it it's not easy yeah it's not easy and talking about uh, that today i think one of the posts going up today or tomorrow i think it's today is um directing that at children so what you what does the what you this small group can see that we're finally starting to i tried not to push out anything new during pandemic
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and i still don't want to do that i think it's a really um short sighted time to to not re- rebrand, but repackage. I think it's a really shitty time to do that. You know, I've been sitting yeah. on this book forever. Um, yeah. This book actually is sitting on it has turned into a blessing because it actually turned into two books and yeah. a different project <laughs> that's going to be tremendous. So, um, that's great, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a horrible time to repackage that way. But you are starting to see slight adjustments. And one of those adjustments is to have more interaction with the bigger group, not necessarily this, but to ask more questions. I do want some more comments. So today we're introducing it, uh, or tomorrow, I think it might be today, uh, introducing one of the posts of the day is um, is uh, about open lines of communication with your kids and, and how much different your life would be and uh, if you gave your kids the opportunity to just freely express themselves to you, tell you that something they're doing, something you're doing is hurting them without you being defensive or dismissive. And that's a really touchy subject at times. And we have a thousand cultures out there and we have different rules and rule sets. And it's going to hit some people are going to say, yeah, that's great. Other people are like, you don't know. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, it's going to be what everything else is, but you're going to see it, our, our, our movement towards kind of thought-provoking questions, um, um, some, some talks and some things. Like you've heard, the uh, stuff. I think I said on here, the Steven Weinberg quote about religion. Yeah. Uh, and I think that keeping my normal stance of of religion and politics out of it, which I, I tend to, um, but asking the audience, like, hey, this is what Steven Weinberg said. What do you think? Yeah. And we, we're calling those posts... Um, your thoughts on this question mark and let them have these interactions so that other people can talk, not politics. I'm still not going to do politics, but uh, having thoughts on behaviorism when it comes to uh, theology, not so much real religion, but theology, right. like uh, w- what impact does this have? And what do you think? I think that, that everyone's has some great opinions. Let's hear them and, and hopefully without arguing too much. Uh, so we're, we'll be doing that and covering uh, different things about uh different aspects of life uh, like like we've been doing with with uh, pornography. Interesting with the pornography thing, again, like I said, it's so abundant, but nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> we'll post something and it's uh, – we'll get, let's say, 100 comments, but we'll get 300 DMs. Yeah. So there, <laughs> there's <Yeah>. three times <laughs> as many people who want to talk about it in private. And even if it's a completely like – Hey, I agree with you. Great great mm-hmm. uh great episode or hey, I agree with you. Great great idea or I I agree 100%. Even if it's that, it gets sent to DMs. That's how much people don't want to talk about it <laughs> because they don't want that shit on their timeline and anyone else seeing that, oh, right. look. Look, Ralph commented on <laughs> Steve Maraboli's uh post and he said I agree and and like that kind of stuff and that's how taboo this is. Yeah. So um uh we should open the lines of communication about it and take it seriously with some humor like anything else. And, uh, why not us? Why not us uh, (laughs) throw that along?
2: We posted a video, actually a clip from, thank you everyone. We see your comments. It says supporter on there. Thank you everyone for sharing the group on there. We posted a video of uh, a clip from the show and it's really interesting to see the comments on there. Um, there was one that, that I saw the person wrote, well, we just want to understand the reasons of the lies of the behaviors and the intentions.
0: We just want to understand the reasons. Uh And by we, they mean them. Right. Want to understand the reasons of
2: the lies.
0: Yeah. Drive yourself crazy. Good luck. Enjoy. (laughs) Enjoy. enjoy i agree we all want to know why are you ca- oh you're the one who wants to know why oh everybody go home charlie wants to know why no of course everyone wants to know why and the reason we all go batshit fucking crazy is because you don't know you don't know you don't know i just told you that i think about my own life and there's there i won't say nobody i'm mm-hmm. sure there are I am incredibly honest with myself and I'm transparent a lot with all of you, but I am incredibly honest with myself about who, why I'm thinking, what I'm thinking, what, and, and I still struggle to figure out. I just did it in the first 10 minutes of the show. I'm not sure why I'm this way. I think it's this and I can remember this. And if I pay really close attention to my cellular activity before it hits my thoughts (laughs) if i really pay attention to my cellular activity maybe i can narrow down of maybe perhaps why i do xyz and that's me in my own insightful (laughs) dissect every thought possible version of me i don't watch sports i don't want there's no really shows i watch i really this is me what you guys see (laughs) It's pretty much the the camera the camera goes off and I spend the rest of it just here doing yes. this every now and then mm-hmm. walk I'll randomly dance I'll mm-hmm. randomly sing but this is me I'm in my head and in everyone else's head all <laughs> fucking day long and that's me and I can't figure it out That being said my friends <laughs> What chance do you have of figuring someone else out who isn't being honest, who doesn't even know themselves? Uh, They're not even in tune with themselves. You don't know. You're trying to figure out. And so, yes, to whoever wrote that, I understand that. You want to know why? Enjoy. I stopped. I stopped trying to be the abuse whisperer, the narcissism whisperer, the asshole whisperer, the selfish whisperer. I stopped trying to do that shit. I can't even figure out why I do nice things. I'm going to figure out why someone else does mean things. It's just not. I, I, am, I am not. I am not going to try and figure it out. You can. And of course, mm-hmm. I understand you want to. 99% of the mental health section of a fucking bookstore is people dealing with the fact that they try to figure that shit out. Yeah. And so... For me, I take the power back. Remember what I said when I gave that advice? Why are you so heartbroken? Why are you so heartbroken? Oh, because he's always lying. He's always lying and it always breaks my heart. Well, take your take your power back. Understand that. That's not why you're heartbroken. That's not why you're crying. You're not crying because he always lies. You're crying because you always believe him. Take that power back. And I followed that, that advice myself. And and continue need to be reminded to follow that advice myself. And st- because I do, it's such a weird thing how often I'm betrayed. It's so crazy because you'll be hard pressed to find a more kind, generous person to other people and still, and, and of course the initial instinct is like, why, but why, why would you like me? Like why? But it's just what it is. It's just what it is. You can spend your life figuring that out. And again, they probably don't know. They probably have their own shit where they can't get out of their own way. That's why they're so Jekyll and Hyde. And instead, you can just move on. I don't know why, but I know that. You know, I don't know why, you know, it's the swimming thing, right? Fall off, you fall off a boat and someone can reach lean over you, you lean over you fall off the boat and you're drowning and someone can lean over the rail and say hey i'm about to explain to you the laws of aquatic physics i'm about to explain to you the laws of buoyancy but then someone else just leans over and says hey dude paddle your arms and kick your feet i just want to paddle my arms and kick my feet I don't need to know why it works. I need to know that it works. Mm -hmm. And then later when I'm dry and bored, I can figure out why it works. I look at people the same way. I I stopped trying to figure out these complex scenarios, which I can't even do for myself. And I'm an open book to me and I can't figure it out. I'm how am I going to do that safe? That's locked, sealed into rooms that they don't even know they fucking have. Mm -hmm. So for me, I learned, I don't need to know why you betray I just need to know that you betray I don't need to know why you gossip I just need to know that you gossip. I don't need to know why you abuse. I just need to know that you abuse. I don't need to know why you're you're mean to people who are good to you I just need to know that you're mean to people who are good to you. And so that was incredibly liberating and, uh, mental health in every which way. Um, and so, yes, I understand that person and I understand their frustration when I might post something that, that is contrarian to figuring out why a person does what they do. Um, but just know you're not alone in, Oh, I just want to know. Um, but, uh, and in that old sense of curiosity killed the cat.
1: Yeah.
0: No, in my world, curiosity drove the cat fucking crazy. And I don't want to do that. Because then you look crazy. They're like, why are you crazy? <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm crazy. But you're right. I'm crazy because I'm trying to figure out why you... Blah, 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 blah. Why you're Jekyll one day. hide, who am I talking to? I'm not sure who I'm talking to. Which were, which one are you? You know, it's like, it's uh it, it's crazy. So instead, I just, I just got to know that you're that way. It's Mark Twain. Samuel Langhorne Clemens, whose nom de plume was Mark Twain. He wrote because he had a lot of these interactions as well. And he wrote uh, something very, very um, uh, pointed at that time, especially in the late 1800s. This was like vulgarity. Mm -hmm. And he wrote, if you pick up a starving dog and feed it, it will not bite you. This is the principal difference between dog and man. He wasn't trying to figure out why that's true he in his life had just noticed that's true mm-hmm. and it caused him enough heartache to write about it but at some point he liberated himself from the endeavor of trying to figure shit out that the person doing it probably doesn't even know
2: i gotta write that down <laughs> no, <a> good line.
0: <laughs> i talk in quotes
2: another comment that i thought was interesting was um on the same video they ask How do you teach a seven-year-old to understand a parent with all these traits?
0: All right. What was it?
2: How do you teach a seven-year-old to understand a parent with all these traits?
0: How do you give the seven-year-old the burden of what? (laughs) So, this is a challenging one, and I'll tell you why. Multiple layers exist here because we're dealing with primates. Yeah. So... There are cases, there are plenty of cases that one parent is super abusive and the other parent is definitely in charge of making sure you're protecting your children, including that seven year old. And you do have to navigate that. Hopefully you reach out to some family counseling, some family legal advice, those things, and they help you navigate the, the journey of protecting a child against a dangerous parent right so again that's a that's a great question Mm -hmm. if it's in that sense the answer is simple you get professionals to help you do that Mm -hmm. um and there's also a tremendous portion of the population that isn't that there's a tremendous portion of the population that also weaponizes children um, and again, that's a show we're trying to have that's so hard to have. It's almost like the porn topic. Nobody wants to actually <laughs> talk about it because it's hard to talk about it without, you know, indicting the person that you are or were with. Right. So a lot of people don't want to come on and discuss. Um But but yes, we have to make sure that you're doing it for the child safety and not just doing it so that you have another. A, another person on your team on this one-sided war you started against the other parent um, and so again that's something to navigate. The best thing to do when, when dealing with the delicate psychology of children is always to in either direction seek professional uh, consult, to seek professional help and say okay yeah. here is my, there is no blanket answer here is my situation counselor, lawyers and sometimes a lawyers will, will will get a counsel uh, a uh, um counselor a therapist i don't know i couldn't think of the word therapist get a therapist and and they'll help you navigate their process there are therapists all over the world that specialize in navigating these processes with kids and that's always the answer when it comes with the delicate uh, nature of kids but i think what they were asking specifically just make sure make sure you're you're not doing that to to um to weaponize a kid against a parent, which again, when we did put up the parental alienation stuff, man, but both men and women, some gut wrenching stories mm-hmm. of how some dudes just weaponize their kids against the mom. And mm-hmm. the, it's like fucking atrocious. And I get these, these messages from women who are just, it's the level of devastation can't be relayed through written word. And, um, and, but you feel it. And the same on the other end where guys are like, no, they had, she put the kids up against me and vilified me. And again, a level of devastation that can't be expressed with words. It's an ugly, ugly scenario and another true thing that we should talk about Um, at which surprisingly I'm having more difficulty reading and finding people to discuss it with me uh, than pornography. So, um but again, it's a, it's a great question and, yeah. and my answer flat out, if I have to give one answer is... You get professionals to help you. You go to a therapist, you go to a lawyer, whatever your situation is, very minimum, you, you find a, a therapist that specializes in that uh, and have them help you through that process. That's, that's and good. they'll be able, the therapist also will be able to assess, you know, which, which scenario you're in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we posted this really funny thing. Sometimes you meet someone and they inspire you. To be single, I just wanted to throw that out there because that was the, the,
0: so oh sometimes funny. You mean, yeah I sometimes I'm I have fun with it sometimes I read like the the stuff that that we post and some of it's really really heavy yeah and so I like to put up silly things sometimes and and a lot of times people think it's this we have this weird idea that um that we're unique in our experiences. Mm-hmm. And some people find comfort in being unique in their experiences. Some people are super embarrassed. Um, I like to point out that I'm empowered by that. You know, I'm empowered by the the idea that even the shittiest thing I'm going through or the greatest thing I'm going through, other people go through. And some of the funny things, especially, again, being being a little older and you know, being a little bit more clear on your standards, maybe it's not always what you want, but a little more clear on what you don't want kind of things. And, and I, and that post got posted with one of my favorites, which is I believe in annoyed at first sight. Yeah. (laughs) And so for me, I like to point that out that, Hey, Hey, 30 something, 40 something, 50 something, (laughs) 60 something. You're not alone when you're like, that's it. I'm ready to hit the dating scene. I'm good. I'm good. I, th- I threw on a sweat, my favorite sweatshirt. Like, I'm ready to hit. I'm ready to hit. Oh, 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 I'm ready to hit it. And then you meet someone and you're like, I'm just going to go home. Like, what's this? What's happening here? No, I'm going to, nope, nope. Um, um, it's, it's like the, uh, the, it's, this is a little crude, but uh, but I, I've said this before in in live mm-hmm. audience events, and we're talking about dating and stuff, and you're like, that's it. I'm ready to go out and date. The intimacy of people, we go back to that pornography, and your, your intimacy of people and getting that closeness and that thing, I, I'm really, I'm feeling it, I'm <laughs> ready, and then you meet them, and you're like, so masturbation, huh? So <laughs> about that masturbation thing, Maybe. <laughs> we're going to go with good for now i'm good and so um you you have to laugh at that because that's life yeah. and 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 laugh at the times when you don't you know laugh at the times when you're like all right but it's mm-hmm. better than it's better than another dinner alone and maybe you know it's gonna be better than that and then you do it and you're like why did i do this now i'm in this shit this was was, i'm in hell like this is did, did i let me look at the list of shit i need in my life and see if this is anywhere on it is this shit anywhere on the list of shit i need in my life and so that's funny because we go through that and you, you go and you go in and say, this is going to be different. I'm ready. And then suddenly you're, it's two o'clock on a Thursday. And you're like, huh, let me check the list of shit I need in my life. Let me see if another grown ass adult mad at me because I didn't behave the way they thought. I, I didn't answer their message as fast as I thought they thought I should have. Let me see if that's on the list of shit I need. And you have to laugh at that because that's what. I mean, you don't have to, <laughs> but but you can because you. It is, it's it's the idea that we navigate this journey, and sometimes we we cry, and sometimes we laugh, and sometimes it's closed, and sometimes And let me tell you, there is that time that you do connect with somebody, and especially in this vast world that's so readily available to us now, sometimes you do connect with somebody, and that is something that inspires you to not be single and someone that does inspire you to endeavor for more conversation and more closeness and at the very least to to inquire the depth of this connection and that's beautiful also. Uh, it just, it's a lot funnier when you discard that Mm -hmm. and, and make fun of the, of not all the hits, but the misses.
2: Yeah. That's so funny. Just using the word inspire in that is hilarious. I love that. (laughs)
0: Because it's a, it's a play. I I do a play on moods a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, because we, we're so robotic in the way we use words that I like to use them in places that you don't expect them. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: They still apply. But use them in places that you don't expect them. We, we categorize everything, including the words we use. Um, and so, and we don't feel the that we can stretch our legs and, and, and reshape the system at all. Right. And so I like to do that with words like unbullshitified.
2: <laughs> so good. You know,
0: and like like that, like mm-hmm. who said, well, it's that, not a word. Who I just fucking said it. It's yeah. a word. Yeah. I just made it. Who? Why are you, who's telling you, there's no one in this room but me and you, who's telling you that that's not a word? Mm-hmm. Who's telling you? I just said it. You understood what I meant <laughs> and loved it. How the fuck's that not a word? Uh, and so we get to extend those boundaries. Why can't I be inspired for something funny or something different? Yeah. Why do I have to be inspired by something? Because you guys said, because every other zombie uses it. No, let's use it for something different. And, and stop letting people tell you what can and can't be. I just used it in a saying. <laughs> I used it in a sentence and you understood what I was uh, saying and uh and it's a word. Yeah. And so so yeah, uh I like to use words differently. Uh like I like to to angle different uh different views on things because it's like anything else I'm I'm I probably most anti the zombification of our lives. Mm-hmm. I I don't like that so many people are born Exist through an entire life and die, and no one knew they were here, mm-hmm. including themselves. Your life looked like everybody else's life. It's and again that the difference between blending in and blanding in. Um, so that's uh, that's what I like to get out of.
2: Another really uh, powerful quote that people loved this week was your crappy childhood isn't an isn't an excuse to be a crappy person your crappy luck with relationships isn't an, isn't an excuse to be a crappy person your crappy experiences aren't an excuse to be a crappy person we all have our crap and you can either let it define you or you can grow from it
0: yeah and most people are going to let it define them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm done <laughs> thank you everybody <Arvani. laughs> no most people are going to do that and it's it's um it's again it's going to be the few it's it's why so few people experience what we call happiness or success we we all experience at time to time um moments of happiness but if you look at it and dissect it it's it's usually because um um it's usually because uh, something's going on. And I attribute that, I, I again, using different words, I don't call that happiness, I call that happeningness. Mm. And it confuses you and then you're just, all you're doing is then, remember dopamine, serotonin? Yeah. So you're excited enthusiastic about something, which is great, you should always be. But don't confuse that for that happiness being contentness. Because once you don't have anything like that, then you can downward spiral quickly. Um, and you notice that about your life. If you're go, 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 or you have things to do and then, um, and then, uh, it stops and you start downward spiraling and be like, Oh, I wasn't so content as I was with, I was happening this. I thought yeah. I was happiness, but it was happening this. And as soon as that goes away, you have to fill that void. It's, um, one quote, um, the, uh, about people's accolades mm-hmm. where you say, Hey, listen, uh, if I give them the power to feed me, I give them the power to starve me. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a way that happiness works in your life as well. So, um, so yeah, to just be, to be on guard with that and to be paying attention to, to how you, um, how you navigate your life that way.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy because it really makes you look at your own life and, and seeing the people around you and in comments and things like that, where these you know, 40, 50, 60-year-olds are, they've lived this, you know, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years of their life, and they let two years of their life define their whole story. Well, that's the
0: thing. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to change. Most people are going to be defined by it, and that should be, for zombies, they don't know the difference because they're surrounded by people like that, um, and... That's, you're, you're gonna be surrounded by people like that, so you're not gonna know mm-hmm. the difference. And there's gonna be a few annoying people on Facebook like me that are like, you can do it, today's a new day. <laughs> and they're like, alright, beat it, hippie, <laughs> because you sound like the rest of the hippies and that stuff. And even though they don't take time to listen, that you're not coming at it that way. Yeah. But you know what it is? We, we, we forget that there's cause and effect. And we have to recognize that, yeah, crappy childhood sucks. Crappy people suck. Yeah. Abusive relationships suck. Um they are absolutely critical. They're destructive. They not only bring out some horrific things about yourself, but they amplify horrific things that you already had. We have this misconception that people who were abused and and are now and, and are now damaged from it, that they were pristine and amazing beforehand. No, you might have had the inclination to be a grumpy asshole anyway. <laughs> and then you went through something horrific that you didn't go that you didn't deserve to go through which made it even worse and so we have to take a look at that and say wait how do i want to live my life mm-hmm. the the quality of your life becomes becoming conscious of each day that's what it is how do i want to be how does this make me look the quality of your health becomes conscious of it each day and, and that's what we have to do. We have to make those decisions and move in the, that positive direction and give people the opportunity to change in that positive direction. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of people who define themselves. They had a crappy childhood, a crappy life, and they're mm-hmm. abusive, and now they're intolerable people just about. They, they they are difficult to deal with. A lot of those people did try to change. But we, meaning the people who, who had labeled them impossible, mean, We didn't allow that for them. So they apologize. And then, you know, a day later, two days later, when they backslide a little bit, they try to do better. They backslide a little bit. And then we say shit more. We say shit where we're the culprits there. We say shit like, you see, you didn't change. (sighs) And we don't realize because it's psychological, not physical. We don't say that to a person. Let's say they're super obese. Mm-hmm. They're unhealthy, out of shape, right? Yeah. And and they, um, they decide on Monday, that's it. New me. I got to change this. I got to change this. And on Tuesday, on Wednesday and Thursday, they stay to their diet. They do a little exercise. They're on their way And Friday, Saturday, the Sunday later. Ah, oh, they, they eat that pizza. They have that piece of pie. It's, it's Thanksgiving. They had a little stuff in there, whatever it is. We don't ever say, ah, oh, you see, you bullshitter. You didn't change. <laughs> we don't ever say that to them. No. Hey, you're trying. We see it. And, and it didn't, you didn't turn 400 pounds overweight overnight. Mm-hmm. You're not going to lose it overnight. You're going to backslide. It's going to be tough. We've all been there. Do your best to stay a focus and, and, and navigate your way towards a healthier, happy life. It takes time. We let the people do that when they are physically toxic. But psychologically, we don't give them that chance. We're t- we we become the tyrants we think they are. Mm-hmm. And so they decide, okay, I've been an asshole, I've been mean, I've been abusive, I've been mad for this many years, maybe my whole life, but starting Monday, I'm going to be better. And they're good Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, something happens and their temper comes out, their anger comes out. It's only a few days later. We are the first ones. We don't do what we did to the dieting person. It's the same mechanism. We don't do that to them. We don't say, hey, listen, you backslide, stay on your path. You got this. We've all been there. We don't say that. We say, you see, you're so full of shit. You didn't change. And we take their legs out right from under them. So we have to pay attention to that too, because while most people do stay labeled and defined by what is shitty, their shitty past and it makes them a shitty person, a lot of them do try to get out, and 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 we don't give them the support that we would give somebody where we can physically see what they're doing. Psychological well-being is different, and we're not as as um forgiving or helpful with it
2: oh my gosh wow that really makes you think and i love that quote that you know your 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 opinion is not my reality yeah takes some some practice to really implement in your life
0: well we're so driven by opinion Mm -hmm. right yeah we're so driven by opinion it's um it's it's hard to get people out of that that's why when I write, I try to write to, to make sure that you're driven by your own opinion of you as opposed to the p- opinions outside. Cause that's the easiest way to facilitate positive change in your life. Um, because everyone else, number one, we, we give too much weight to outside opinion because we overestimate what our role is in their lives. So we overestimate it and, and think about how much you think of other people during the day as far as like, oh, I can't believe this person. That Like a second, maybe. And that's it. But they're like, oh, you know, so-and-so thinks this and they're struggling <laughs> with it. So they're not even thinking of you. Yeah. And if your name pops up, they're like, oh, I heard the X, Y, Z.
2: That's it.
1: Yeah.
0: So we overestimate what a how much room in someone else's mind we take up. And we underestimate how much that should be of ours, why our opinion should matter. And, and the thing of, yeah, you know, you, you you see the the obese person walking outside. They will drive themselves crazy thinking every single person that walks past me right now sees me morbidly obese. I have to stay focused that I'm on my journey to being healthier
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm healthier than I was yesterday. You won't see it for another week. Mm-hmm. You won't see it for another six months. But I'm on my way, I'm on my way, and so staying that that internal opinion is gonna be what drives them. if they're defined by the external opinion then uh uh then you're gonna drive yourself crazy and and you and you overestimate, you forget that the person that does see you, yeah, maybe they go like, oh look look, uh, obese person walking. But that's it. And then they're listening to their next song or the next podcast yeah. or they get a phone call. Like, they're not obsessing over it. Right. They didn't even really care. They just noticed it. They're like, oh, look, a squirrel. Yeah. Like, they didn't, it, it's nobody. But we add so much weight and value that doesn't exist there. Um, and, it's, and it's usually for negativity. We don't do it when someone says something positive to us.
2: That really goes with that, that starve and feed quote that you brought up earlier. Give the people give people the power to feed you, you give them the power to starve you. That's so spot on. I love that.
0: It is. And you have to just, again, it's, it's, you can't eliminate opinion always, um, because we're born with it. Right. So we're born with some sort of, if they didn't get you with what God thinks of you, with what Allah thinks of you, with what, if they didn't get you with that, they're catching you with what the Tooth Fairy thinks of you, what Santa Claus thinks of you. If they didn't catch you with that, they're like, don't forget when we see grandma, I'm going to tell her if you were good or bad. They're going to get you with the quality of your your holiday, the quality of your weekend, the quality. You go to school and they give you a quarterly report, we call it a report card. It's what they think of you. It is not just what your grade is, but what they think of you also. So we are indoctrinated from birth that, what other people think of us can vary from whether we're eternally damned or eternally on the cloud with the Lord to whether I'm going to be on the naughty or nice list. Um, So it's really hard to get a lifetime of indoctrination eliminated. Uh, So instead you take that same mechanism that they have to put opinion uh, and And focus that more on yourself, are you doing your best? How are you doing? Could you have been better? What is the self analysis of this? I could have been better I could have refined it i didn't i didn't i didn't win the fight today, but I was in the fight
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and 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 that kind of stuff and 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 starting fresh each day, you can only do that when your uh opinion of yourself matters and when it's whether it's evolving or not you're allowed to have an evolving opinion of yourself if you don't then then you're doing the other people's work for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Like it's interesting because the older you get, the less you—well, I'm, well, the less you care about people's opinions. Or at least that's what I've seen and how I feel in my own life. I, I just wonder how things would have been different for you know your early twenties or in your teens if you didn't care so much, if you didn't put people's opinions, if it didn't weigh you down so much, the decisions you make. and Yeah, it would like be that. great,
0: and no <laughs> books would exist. <laughs> it would be great there the the fucking self-help section of the bookstore wouldn't exist theology there would be no i have to get close to god it's because you went through some shit you know and it's like oh the spiritualities that you know all of that stuff it's like you see like the process of people they were religious Mm -hmm. now they're spiritual now and it's like you oh you find out that process what's What's religion? Religion is for the uh, people who 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 don't want to go to hell. Right. Yeah. And so what's spirituality? Spirituality is for people who have been there and don't want to go back. <laughs> and so you start you start realizing these different things. But yes, if you could go back and have all of these answers, it would be great. But none of those books would exist. There would be like one Dr. Seuss book <laughs> and like some book on rocks. Is There'd that- be two books <laughs> that exist. The rest would be people living and enjoying the maximizing every moment of their life
2: is that a primate thing like wanting to blend in bland in fit in find your place and then i just wonder like because we seem so so much more like primatey
0: well we want we like to belong to groups we're talking Uh to a group right now (laughs) we like to belong to groups we like to feel that we're a part of something Uh i love loving this group and i love that they love me we we want to be but but we start as we get wiser we start mm-hmm. saying i like to be around like-minded oh,
2: people oh right yeah. so
0: so it, it's where i start qualifying opinions so when someone reaches out to me and says hey i would love this topic it's not just some rando it's yeah. someone who i've already who, who is a is somewhat of a like-minded individual already mm-hmm. so like i said you're never going to undo if you there's a book that's like there eliminate the need for opinion or labeling run for your life that's some bullshitter who's writing you a map to a place (laughs) they've never been it's kind of like that's the the guru shit where they're like there's it's like you must transcend (laughs) the ego and the cover of the book is a picture of them with like a halo (laughs) Right. And it's like, wait, Wait you have a big fucking picture of yourself on the cover and you're doing some halo shit. Um, No, you're not transcending the ego. And side Mm -hmm. note, who has to transcend the ego? You. Well, there you go. You can't. I can't not be me. Uh, And so I could just be the best version of me in the application that I want to apply what that best version means. And so. So, yeah, we have to just be wise about that and give ourselves The, the opportunity, um, the opportunity to be, to, to be fluid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't give ourselves the opportunity to be fluid. Like we just, this is what I am. And it's like, wait, what? That's it? Like, it's like when kids like, what do I want to be? Uh, all right you're you're seven <laughs> what do you want to be i'm 45 and don't know what i want to be when i'm growing up i i don't know but you allow that that fluidity and you allow yourself to be um, a work in progress mm-hmm. you allow yourself to be a work in progress so, you know and you do look into old theology whether it's whether it's mark twain mark twain had a horrific life um, and the Mark Twain that we know, Sam Clemens, who, whose pen name was Mark Twain, the the Mark Twain we know was a small portion of his life where he wrote something. Again, he bled on paper, yeah, and, and that's what we remember. His rif- his his life was horrific. Um, the same with so many people, you know, the the information we use, Tesla, all those people who are brilliant, horrific lives, and it's yeah. just a small portion of it. That was something else. Albert Einstein, we're still decoding what he was meaning. And the more we find out into shit we didn't know existed, turns out he knew it existed. And that's why he was telling us. And we thought he was crazy. turned out he wasn't crazy, just really (laughs) smart and could see shit we couldn't see. Right. But he can there wasn't a person around him who liked him. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a family member. There wasn't anything. And it's he. Until the end, where he was like, "Oh, let me apply this." Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's so much of this. Even for for those of people who always write in about the Christianity, and I, I share my Catholicism, and and even you know, our 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 Jesus, you know, Jesus didn't turn to the version of Jesus we know until he was 30, and the whole thing is from him 30 to 33 years old. That's it. What happened from zero to 30? Who knows? Who cares? If it was important, we'd know. Mm-hmm. But we don't because you you have to allow for that fluidity. You have to allow for that fluidity. The reason anyone's Christian in this planet at all is because of Paul. It, 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 Paul, and here's someone who never met Jesus. Mm-hmm. Never met Jesus, and he's the reason. Them. There's four. There's 27 books in the New Testament. That's what makes Christians Christians. The New Testament. There's 27 books in it. 14 of them, over half, are by or about Paul. And Paul, when Jesus was alive, who who he never met Jesus. Uh, his interaction with Jesus was was a spiritual one. Afterwards. When Jesus was alive and, 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 and instantly following, Paul's job was actually the opposite. He, he was his he job was to kill people who followed the messages mm-hmm. of Jesus. If there was a church, he would have been a, akin to a terrorist to the church, mm-hmm. an insurgent to the church until everything changed and he became the reason it exists today. Yeah. And so, again, the point I'm trying to make of that is we allow for fluidity in our own lives. Uh, Gandhi was a lawyer most of his life. Yeah, The part that we know him for Gandhi was a, s- right. a snippet of his life. Uh, and so we have to allow for fluidity. We allow flu- fluidity. Dr. King, who was who's a preacher in the Southern Baptist thing, following his dad's footstep. We allow for fluidity. Talk about fluidity. His name wasn't even Martin Luther King until he was like eight. Did you know that? No. His, 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 he was born. I want to say that. he was born Michael. And then like, and then like his dad had some sort of visit or, re, or, or revelation of, of what of the great work of Martin Luther. Mm-hmm. And he renamed his kid <laughs> Martin Luther. Like he renamed uh-huh. him wow (laughs) he was that wasn't his original name he was like and i want to say he was eight because i think Mm -hmm. i'm pulling that out of my ass but i'm saying like he wasn't a baby either Mm -hmm. like he wasn't he was somewhere between like three and ten somewhere (laughs) in there like he was a person who had a reg a different name for a little bit of his life before he was renamed martin uh, luther king so wow my point is you got to allow for fluidity and yeah. so he's following his father's footsteps he's just a, another baptist minister and and all of a sudden as time would go they they tend to pick a fight mm-hmm. and uh and they gear it they weren't ready the first time they tried to pick a fight um and then they finally picked it with the rosa parks thing yeah. um about 9 cool. months about 9 months later another thing very few people know mm-hmm. is that they tried to pick that fight um, and the first time they were going to pick it was about 9 or 10 months earlier when a, a similar Rosa Parks situation um, happened but it was an unwed pregnant teenager hmm. and so they made the decision to hey this is a huge movement here that is going to be there, it's going to be distracted the media is going to say oh she's just an unwed pregnant teenager <laughs> yeah. why do we care And and uh, they do that now. Mm -hmm. Imagine back then. And it was a a black pregnant teenager unwed. So they said, let's not fight this battle. What happened to you is bad, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to fight this battle because you're not the you're not the poster girl for what we need. And then again, they picked it like 10 months later or so with Rosa Parks. And she was that poster person. Right. yes, yeah, this is the bland. one we're yeah, was, this is the one we're going mm-hmm. with, and in those ten months, the rise of this amazingly powerful speaker that we became known as Martin Luther King mm-hmm. jr he rose during that time as well, and they're like, all right, well, because they had Reverend Abernathy and mm-hmm. them that were really the leaders of that movement, and this young charismatic guy, they're like, "Well, you know he's getting the media media likes his he he was speaking in sound bites, yeah." And so that, that kind of fl- fluidity is what gave birth to that movement. And again, a guy who really just was trying to be a preacher yeah, and just happened to land in that place and, and they asked him, do you want this? Do you want this? And he didn't want it. He didn't want it. He grew up small, thinking small and he, he wanted, but he was thrust in there and he allowed for the fluidity of his life for him to be different. And when you erase the opinions of other people, when you erase the opinions of other people and allow yourself to culture and nourish your own opinion, a valid self-opinion, not a delusion of grandeur, but instead of that, most of us don't have a delusion of grandeur. Some people do, but most of us have the opposite, a delusion of insignificance, Hmm. Because we are so impotent in our lives, but we think we're so impotent in our lives because because we're impotent. But it's not that that's not why we're impotent in our lives because we are fueled by the opinions of other people. And when you're fueled by the opinions of other people, you're going to run out of gas because their opinion of you isn't going to be that high. Because they secretly don't want you to succeed too much because they're zombies and we all want to be at the same level. If you yeah. start rising I start wondering about me and that's a really shitty feeling. I'd rather knock you down than wonder why the fuck I'm not up there. Yeah. So when you eliminate that delusion of insignificance by focusing on yourself, where can I improve? Where can I be better? Where am I solid? What what uh, positive things can I use? Where can I go? What can I do? Um, That's empowerment and and it's such a small percentage of people who do that, uh, but the ones who do are the ones that shape and change this world.
2: The, the uh, distance you kept during my struggle, please double that during my, sex, my success. I love that so much. What I
0: love is that you said,
2: I nope, nope, to... nope, we're not
0: letting this go. <laughs> Let Everyone go. heard it. Nope, Let nope, it nope. Easy, Elsa. <laughs> Here's the thing you said double it during my sex <laughs> because because the pornography shows that we're doing they're embedding no yeah yeah <laughs> so definitely yeah, we right know now. people who who the 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 quote the quote is you know the distance you kept during my struggles please double it during my success right so so yeah that's that's again behavior speaks and if we allow ourselves to listen to other people's behavior, they do a lot of the stressful work for us. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we stress because we're not sure where to place somebody. I'm not sure where to place this person that only contacts me when they need something (laughs) and isn't really ever there for me when I, when I need something and people like, I'm not sure where to put the takers. I'm not sure where to put the mean people. I'm not, well, their behavior will show you and, and, and it'll be less confusing. So, those those type of things are are just for you to pay attention I like to approach different thought processes and different and different perspectives when you're talking about ourselves when we're talking about other people uh, sometimes with a, a passive aggressive uh, remark I like to approach it in different ways because it affects different people in in in, in alternate ways
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's a really good point and it's also a really good feeling when you're when you're struggling and you're 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 fighting to be something and do something that that that's in your heart and your soul and your blood and then you reach that success and they come around and you're like huh huh like i love that feeling (laughs) like yeah huh all right where were you and not giving them that
0: the dog is catholic
2: yes you should explain what that is because that's so i think i've
0: explained Not not
2: to this group
0: all right. So real quick, an expression in my life that I use with my friends, family, and people around, and I've given, I've said this a million times on the stage, but there's a there's an old joke, and I'm gonna hack it up and just deliver it to you, just so I can explain what the, where the concept comes from, the concept of of the dog is Catholic. So it's this woman, she calls the priest, and she's distraught because their family dog had died. And the priest says, "Oh, how can I help you? My child?" is on the phone um and she says uh you know father our our family dog has died, and I want to schedule a funeral for the dog." And he said, "Oh, you know my child, this is a Catholic church, and we don't while wow, we love your entire family, and we will pray for for your dog. We do not perform those ceremonies for for animals, only for for family members." Humans, Mm -hmm. and she said, "But you don't understand. This was like a family member to us. This is our dog. We raised. We got it from. It was a day old, and and this was like a family member to us. Our kids like another child. We saw it differently. It went on vacation with us. It was always with us. Every chance we got, we would be with this dog. And it just means the world to me. And we just it's died, and we're all crushed. And we're we're, you know how how faithful we are to our church, and we would just really love something there." And he said, "And I." I hear you you and my (laughs) blessings and prayers with you. But again, we don't do ceremonies for animals. Um, And I'm really, really sorry. We will pray for your family though. And she said, okay, well then what should I do? He said, I don't know, maybe uh, check with the local animal shelter or hospitals. Maybe they'll have a connection. Maybe they'll be able to perform such a ceremony. And she said, okay, thank you so much, Father. Do you think, how do you think that works? Do you think that they'll take just a big donation? Because, you know, like I said, this is our family member. Do you think they would just take a big donation or something like that? And the priest says, sweetie, you didn't tell me your dog was Catholic. <laughs> so from that moment, I just use that expression uh... because some people, like, it happens to me all the time yeah. Um where I would go to i i would go to uh, uh, events and i i look like me and mm-hmm. so i'm just another person at an event and i'll say hi to people i'm a pretty yeah. friendly fella i'll open the door for people i'll say hi mm-hmm. i'll say good morning and a lot of times it's met with like hmm, hey yeah. or hmm, look down no conversation i'm kind of just standing there by myself then i get called on the stage i give a killer talk i get off the stage and the same people are like hey I saw you back there, and I go, and I'm thinking in my head, oh, you realize my dog is Catholic. Look who became so awesome! It ha- it's happened with me so many times, also with the opposite sex, mm-hmm. where I'll meet, um especially when I was doing the talks on Wall Street. I would, I would go and I'd get there early for my Wall Street talk, mm-hmm. and it's just like a firm, so it's like a, it's a couple hundred people, not a lot of people, um and I'd go and I'd grab a cup of coffee in the back and I'd say hi to some woman. Uh, hey, how's it going? And just look away and I'm like, oh man, defeated in a second. But then I'd go give a talk and that same woman afterwards like, oh hey, oh my God. Like, look who just, look whose dog just got Uh, Catholic. Look who just became handsome as Fook because my dog's Catholic. And so. Uh, that's just how that goes. So I use that expression a lot. So yeah, sometimes people yeah. watch you struggle, you struggle, you struggle, and then you come out of it and they come around like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like thinking like, yeah, look, look, <laughs> look, look, my dog just came, became Catholic ah. and here they are. And yeah, you pay attention to those people and you know, you know what to do with them. Uh, you know what to do with them. Yeah. You, you find a way to put them, you know, on your phone and however, uh, you add them to the list of people that you put on your phone.
2: <laughs> that uh, that should be one of the people. Uh, my dog is Catholic. People, just like
0: a picture <laughs> of a dog praying. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, a picture of a You're dog like, praying. Oh, this
2: person wants something. Yeah, the <laughs> dog is Catholic person. Yeah, and, and so it's
0: it's just that it's that. Um, it's that idea, you know, and there's there's those type of people always. Again, when you find your circle, that's why you see some of the wiser people talking about small circles mm-hmm. um, because that, when you start finding your circle, uh, you get it. Not everyone in the circle is perfect. No one's in the circle is perfect. You can actually be comfortable and laugh yeah. about each other's imperfections. Yeah. Um, and that's the truest, you know, yeah. not only circle, but friendship and, and community you can yeah. have.
2: Oh, you came up with the new uh, person to avoid the...
0: The DeLorean. Oh well,
2: that's so. Well, I just had it.
0: It's not new. I had it. I had it as something else. But yeah, like the the people who who like to live in the past. Yeah. (laughs) So so when they call, they call. It's a picture of a DeLorean (laughs) from Back to the Future. Yeah, I just you know that's those people because they are like, again, the outdated versions of of you. Yeah. You know, so they're like, um, who's that? Who's that? in that episode of Friends, mm-hmm. when when uh, Joey and Chandler's friend comes, and they're like, "Woo woo!" Yeah. that guy, uh-huh. and, and like that guy is always that for them. Oh, remember mm-hmm. when this? And remember when that? And but they're getting older, mm-hmm. and that guy's still back there. Yeah. So every time, like, "Woo woo!" and and then they go and they're miserable, and they're like, "I want to, I want to go to bed at a reasonable hour." Yeah. And you know, they're doing that. For them, that guy should have a picture of a DeLorean when he calls
1: because
0: yeah, so he likes to live in the past. He's living the past guy. <laughs> and so, so yeah. And those are, those are, are are a lot of fun to have those different types of people.
2: We have to do like an entire book or something on it. It's so well, good. <laughs> I, you know,
0: in, in the outline of that thing uh-huh. that I'm not allowed uh-huh. to talk about, um, Yeah, there's a lot of cool skits and a lot of stuff that'll come with that. that. Um including uh um just so you know like how much fun it's gonna be. One of them is called narcissism bingo. (laughs) So much fucking fun. And I just get to be me and apply like my thoughts and, and observations to something that's insightful, like like any show that we do. Some of it's going to be deep. Some of it's going to be painful. Some of it's going to be insightful and some of it's going to be really funny and all, and all, all of those, you know, all of those funny, insightful, deep at the same time makes you laugh, but also makes you think, shit, I do know a DeLorean. I do know a plunger. I do know a Titanic. (laughs) Like, I do know that kind of stuff. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot of fun.
1: It's so much
0: fun. It's, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, And, and when you can have that kind of fun and, and there be a, purpose to it like at the end someone is inspired empowered and it does create a a conversation if if dinner table conversations still exist um to create that dinner table conversation uh, i think is is really great (laughs) it's 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 well over an hour oh shit sorry everybody
2: whoa
0: yeah. Sorry. Please,
2: I said good morning. I,
0: cause I don't, here's the thing I don't What's stop thing? talking. <laughs> I don't stop talking. All right. So I hope everyone has an amazing day, an amazing hump day. Uh, we will, um, uh, we will be back Monday, if not a surprise video on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Oh. So I did a, a walk the other morning in the city, um, and Steph, do you know like 30-plus thousand people watch that at a time? It's amazing. It's so crazy. Um, but anyways, so I did that, and this time I, I didn't talk mm-hmm. at all. I, I, I typed in a couple of things. I think when I went to Oh, I didn't type it in when I went to uh, the Good Morning America mm-hmm. thing in Times Square. I filmed that for a second, and uh, there was Robin uh, in there, Robin Roberts, and she had she had uh, referenced me in her book and quoted me a million times, um, and then I walked over to Rockefeller that and did uh, the Today Show, mm-hmm. and uh, was again Hoda's in there, and I'm in mm-hmm. her latest book. <laughs> I thought that was really cool, and I, yeah. I typed that in. I decided not to talk this whole time; it's like an hour um, because I want to do something with those videos. Later, also, um just to have those if if for for history purposes, to have an hour walk through through New York City at you know eight in the morning uh, during during these times, yeah. I think has some historical value, if anything, twenty years from now, yeah, um historical value without me going, so that's where they do the TED show yeah. <laughs> and so so I didn't do that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and the reason I'm bringing you, bringing that up is I walked through Bryant Park again, mm-hmm. uh, which is the backyard of my favorite library on earth. And I saw that they are really going deep. This, the skating rink was up, yes. it was looking good in the, in the winter village of, of, uh, Bryant Park. And it's supposed to, fingers crossed, toes crossed. Um, supposed to open Friday. Now, it looked not close to opening, but listen, they could be getting a lot done in these several days. So the reason I bring that up when I say, hey, maybe there'll be a surprise video this weekend is if I go there, which I'm going to go there, if it's open is the better question. Uh, If it's open, then you sure as shit (laughs) are going to get a video from me um, in, in probably one of the happiest for me places on earth, yeah. which is the winter village, uh, at Bryant park, uh, which, which so again, cool. it, especially during what New York is experiencing. And the reason I'm saying fingers crossed is because we, we tightened up a little bit here again. Yeah. We, we got some breathing room. They they yeah. let us breathe a little <laughs> bit and now they're tightening it back up. Um, and, and again, a, a few days it seems close, but the way that this is tightening, it also seems really far away. And uh, just fingers crossed for uh, for their ability to, to open in a healthy uh, way. So if they do, <laughs> I will be there. I hope you all have an amazing day. Thank you for reading and sharing our stuff. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you so much for all your messages. Keep them coming. Thank you for sharing and telling people how to join this group, telling people about our pages, our Instagram, our Facebook, for telling people about what we do. I appreciate it more than anything in this world. Just know that wherever you are, I'm sending you so much love and sending you big hugs from New York.
2: (laughs) Bye.